0: Do you love rituals but struggle to come up with ideas for rituals that you can easily do at home? I know many of you do. So this week as we move out of the eclipse season and into the waning cycle, I thought I'd give you a couple of ritual ideas to go with the astrology of the week. This week brings Halloween, but is that at all astrological? No, like Friday the 13th and April Fool's Day, it's not astrological at all. And for those of you who know about astrology, you will know this, you'll think it's a silly question, but I can assure you this question comes up a lot and I even remember asking it myself when I was first learning astrology. So the first thing to say about this week is that we are now in the waning cycle of the moon we've had the new moon eclipse a month ago or actually how many weeks ago two and a bit weeks ago sorry we've had the full moon eclipse last week and now here we are in the waning cycle of the moon the next lunation will be a new moon and just for the record it's going to be a new moon in the sign of Scorpio however it is not going to be an eclipse. We are out of eclipse season. So what does that mean? Well, apart from anything else, it means life should start to be a little bit less frantic. Uh, If you've been um, feeling a bit like a chook with your head cut off, as they say, as we say in Australia, you know, you should start to feel that your head's getting back on your shoulders. Eclipse seasons are when the universe changes gears. So for that reason, they can be extremely intense. And, you know, sometimes a little bit hard to deal with, But as I keep saying, what happens at the time of an eclipse may not be easy to deal with, but it almost always works out for the best. Now, a little bit of advice I can give you, astrological advice I can give you, is that if the past fortnight or so, three weeks, has been really tricky, uh, because that was the eclipse season, I'm going to say try to accept Whatever has happened is for your highest good. Now, obviously, that's going to be easier to accept for some people and harder to accept for other people, depending on exactly what's happened. However, I can tell you with absolute certainty that the more you just accept what is right now, if you possibly can, the happier you are going to be. Really and truly, the trouble with eclipses begins when we can't accept what is happening. It's uh, it's a bit like um, the Buddhists say that attachment causes suffering. So you know, if you're really attached to something, onto which one of the eclipse doors has very loudly slammed, then it's going to be harder for you to accept. If you can possibly take the view of, oh, okay, so this has happened because uh, my soul needs it, my higher self needs it, it's for my highest good, it's for my evolution, it's what I need to stay on the path that I incarnated here to tread. If you can start to take that kind of approach to whatever's been happening for you. Honestly, you are going to minimize your pain. Otherwise, it could take you six months at least to start to recover from all this. Let's talk now a little bit about the astrology of this week as we move through the waning cycle, which is the time to release and let go. We actually have some really nice astrology this week. First of all, October 31, that's actually Halloween, isn't it? October 31, also my lovely friend Kirsten's birthday. So Venus, Trine, Uranus. Okay, so that's October 31. What is that all about? Well, Venus, as you probably know, is the planet of love and abundance, the planet of love and abundance. And Uranus is the planet of chaos and change and radical turnarounds. And, you know, if you're really hoping for a radical change or a big turnaround in a situation to do with love or money, you could do worse than to do a little ritual, because I said I was going to talk about rituals, a little ritual on October 31 or October 30. Both would work. Let's talk about a little ritual you could do. Now, because it's Venus, the goddess of love, one of the best things you can do is get a picture of Aphrodite, for example, or if you have my Moonology Messages Oracle cards, which just came out, uh, you could grab the domicile moon card, which has got, which is the card of abundance, and put it on your altar. Okay, start by just putting something on your altar that's going to signify Venus or Abundance or the Goddess. Aphrodite. Also, you could um, tune into my abundance meditation that I've just created. If you go to moonmessages.com forward slash abundance meditation, all right, moon messages.com forward slash abundance meditation. I do actually, I have actually almost forgot to tell you, but I have created a meditation to the goddess Lakshmi, who's the Hindu goddess of abundance. Um, and there's also a sort of a PDF to help you know how and when to use it. But what you wanna do is something like that where you're going to start to raise your vibration, just looking at the goddess Aphrodite in a picture is gonna raise your vibration, just you know, thinking about Lakshmi will raise your vibration. But in particular, can't believe I nearly forgot to mention it, it's so important, Uh, listening to that abundance meditation will really, really raise your vibration because it's actually the name of the abundance goddess chanted in sacred Sanskrit for quite a few minutes and listening to that is going to raise your vibration. So what you actually want to do is you want to get into a high vibrational state and I'll just tell you the URL again. It's also in the show notes, moonmessages.com forward slash abundance meditation. Now, once you start to get yourself into that higher state of abundance, the next trick is to start to imagine what abundance would look like to you? What would abundance look like to you? What would you do if you had an abundance of love or an abundance of money or an abundance of good health or whatever it is that you are manifesting? Okay. And then try, find a candle. Hopefully, you've got a nice little clean unused tea light. Light the candle. Okay. Preferably while listening to the abundance meditation. Call in the goddess Lakshmi and just say, Lakshmi, thank you for helping me to attract abundance in my life. Thank you for helping me attract abundance in my life as you visualize whatever it is that you are dreaming of, okay? And uh, the good news is that if you do this, you can actually repeat all this again on November 2 and 3. November 2 and 3, no matter where you are in the world, Do the ceremony on November 30, 31 and on November 2 and 3. These little rituals are really going to help you this week um, because then on November the 3rd, we get a Venus-Neptune opposition. Now, on the one hand, this can be a little bit daunting because Venus opposite Neptune can be confusing. There can be deception in the air. There can be disappointment. Okay, I'm not going to sugar kosher. I'm not going to pretend, but as long as you are mainly involved in your life with people that you can trust, it can also be a time of merging with a soulmate, feeling inspired about love, or feeling inspired about ways to create abundance in your life, okay, it can be a really magical time. So again, tune in to the goddess meditation, the abundance meditation, I should say, And uh, as you go through that Venus-Neptune opposition, just expect that you are going to be drawing good things to you. And uh, just to say for those of you who like to work with Oracle cards, once you've done that ceremony, it's really a nice thing to take a deck of oracle cards, preferably one of my three Moonology oracle card decks. I've actually got them in my hands right now. I'm going to draw us all a card and, uh, and draw a card which will talk to you about what you need to do in order to help this manifestation uh, be even stronger, Okay. So I have just drawn a card and we all got the communicate card, talk to the moon. So that's brilliant. <laughs> so I think as well one thing to do this week is to be thinking about what you need to release because it's standing in the way of you creating your um, abundance desires. Let's put it like that. Okay. All right. So um Let's now talk about something else that's happening this week which is the fact that the Sun is going to be opposing Jupiter. Now This is great on the one hand. It's a bit of a double-edged sword, a bit like Venus opposite Neptune. This is great. Um, It's also happening on November the 3rd because it can be a really lucky time if you make it so. But it can also be a time where you say too much, go too far. Remember, we're just coming out of the eclipse season, so it's all been a bit um, erratic and a bit uh, over the top. Um, But tune into this as well uh, when you do your meditations this week week and really try and take an optimistic view because jupiter is all about optimism try and take an optimistic view this week that everything is going to turn out for you there's the venus uranus uh, trine which is going to be really good for turnarounds changes changing your fortunes changing your relationships changing your situation with cash There's the Sun-Jupiter opposition, which is lucky for some. And then there's the Venus-Neptune opposition, which can be a time to visualize relationship or abundance or money or whatever it is that you want more good things of it can be a time for soulmates it can be very poetic time so try to tap into all that and again i'm just going to say one last time do grab that abundance meditation because it will raise your vibration moon forward slash abundance meditation All right, so let's now talk about something else very interesting that's happening this week as we go into the waning cycle after the eclipses. Saturn, the planet of hard work and uh, reality, tough reality, but also of manifestation, is ending its retrograde cycle. It's been retrograde. Now it's in the sign of Pisces. So if you're a Piscean, and especially if you are born early in the Piscean period and life's been a bit challenging lately, well, basically now you know why. Um, ditto if you're a Virgo born early in the Virgo period because um, those two signs in particular are going to be feeling uh what's going on at the moment Saturn newly arrived in the sign of pisces also actually if you happen to be a gemini or sagittarius born early on in that period as well because saturn will either be conjoining opposing or squaring um your sun which is always going to be Quite a big thing so but as Saturn changes directions now this is an interesting time because Saturn ha- is now going to start to move forwards so for one thing if you've been feeling stuck you should start to feel like things are less stuck as well if you've been uh, feeling like you just have to keep rebuilding everything rather than building something new that's going to end now as well because saturn retrograde was all about rebuilding whatever had been torn down maybe your life got torn down and you've been rebuilding it now though it's time to start building something new as saturn launches itself in earnest into its sojourn in the sign of pisces also remember, though, that Saturn is very much the planet involved in manifesting. In fact, for my money, Saturn and Neptune are the two manifesting planets because Neptune allows us to dream the dream and Saturn helps us make it real. And guess where Saturn is? As I said, it's in the sign of Pisces. Guess, guess which planet rules Pisces? It's Neptune. So this is going to be very much a time to be learning about the power of dreams and how to make them real i predict that uh, during the coming couple of years, as Saturn moves through the sign of Pisces, we're going to see more and more people talking about manifesting, and more and more people realizing that manifesting isn't just some kind of airy fairy mumbo jumbo that people like me talk about. Um, I will just say, actually, back in the day, I've been talking about manifesting for I don't know how many years. and uh, no disrespect to Deepak Chopra, for example, but I remember interviewing him. I think you can even hear the, um, I think you can even hear the interview on my website if you look under podcast my sites yasminboland.com. if you look under podcasts I'm pretty sure there's an interview I did with Deepak where I asked him about manifesting and he was kind of like oh well I don't really manifest uh, I'm not really into manifesting and now he's talking about it non-stop it was back in the day when uh Gabby Bernstein who I mean I love Deepak Chopper by the way but I just want to say you know like even Gabby didn't used to talk about it and Ash talks about it like I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying oh this is all about me but what I'm saying is you know back in the day I was considered quite fringe because I was talking about this stuff and now the biggest names in the world like Deepak Chopra and Eckhart Tolle and Gabby Bernstein are all talking about it, and writing books about it, Saturn's moving into Pisces, we are all going to start to realise that we are frigging, well, excuse my language, manifesting our lives, so what are we going to do about it? So. I'm going to talk more and more about it as well. But just note that now as Saturn changes directions and starts to move through the sign of Pisces, it's time to get serious about your manifesting practice. And uh, And I'm going to give you more rituals for that kind of thing as time goes on. But the number one thing I think to mention is that it's so important to get clear on your intentions at the time of the new moon follow that up at the full moon by releasing it all to the universe and now if you're listening to this podcast in the week it came out we're in the waning cycle which is between the full moon and the new moon and so it's time to try and make peace with what is Make amends with anyone that you've had an upset with, and just let stuff go. Let any negativity go. Um, one really good waning cycle uh, ritual I can give you that is so simple anyone can do it you don't have to have any expertise whatsoever is to just sit down with a pen and paper, put on some beautiful music, put some essential oils in the in the you know the burner or light some incense or whatever. Um, You know, ideally, I would say put a, a beautiful chant on, you know, your speakers, whatever you use, Spotify, whatever, and just write about what you know you need to release what you know in your life is toxic or negative or just not working for you write it all down. And then simply, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? burn that list burn it in the garden burn it on the pavement on the sidewalk in the kitchen sink in the bathroom sink wherever you want to but just burn it and let it go and as you burn it hold the intention that you are releasing all of That all that you have written down you've expressed it onto paper and now you're releasing it and you know for one thing this is kind of a magical process because you're transmuting things into the ethers by burning them but it's also about sending a signal to your brain Um, I don't know why I'm thinking to your amygdala I don't know if that's correct or not but sending a message to your brain your mind that you have the intention to let this SHIT go, to let this negativity go, and the waning cycle is the time to let everything go. The waxing cycle is when we go for it. So why do you want to let it go? Because otherwise it just sits inside you and gets toxic and stops you from being the best person you can be. And, in fact, last week's podcast, if you didn't hear it, go back and listen. It doesn't matter that it's last week. Really, it was all about releasing emotional blockages and how important that is. And then just to say that the week ends on a high we will have um, another opposition. So, you know, it can go either way. It is another double-edged sword slightly, but it's a really nice um, connection between Mercury and Uranus. So Mercury is the planet of the mind and uh, Uranus, as I said, is the planet of change and it's the planet of liberation and waking up and smelling the flowers and generally just... um, Doing things differently. Breaking free is a very Uranian concept. So ending the week with this Mercury-Uranus link is absolutely lovely. It's going to help you sever any ties to negative thoughts, which That little ritual I gave you about what wasn't even barely a ritual, just writing down your negative thoughts while listening to uplifting music. The reason, by the way, I say listen to some beautiful music and light a candle and things like that is because all that helps raise your vibration, okay? Because especially if you're going through a tough time, you tend to be quite low vibration and then it's really hard to manifest, Okay, but the whole point is trying to raise your vibration. So um, it's also it also means that around November four, uh, three and four, very very good time. To have a conversation with someone that's going to somehow set you free, that's going to liberate you, that's going to wake you up, or maybe you're going to come up with an amazing new idea to solve a problem you've been wrestling with for a long time. That's the kind of thing that can happen at the end of this week as we go through the Mercury-Uranus opposition, which just by the way is going to be taking place under the moon in Leo so especially if your ego has been hurt I don't know, I kind of like what the kids say about, oh, she's butthurt. You know, if someone's put your nose out of joint because they've said something to you that's upset you, it's really a time to just let all that stuff go. And, you know, the ritual, again, I suggest would be the writing down and burning it. So light a candle, say a prayer or or do a meditation or do a little chant, Um, put some, you know, vibration-raising oils in your diffuser um, or put on some beautiful incense and then write down, what you're either write down what you're releasing if you're releasing something negative or if you've got a problem and you just can't think of a solution. Just write down the problem and talk about how I need to find a solution. I'm asking the universe to send me a solution and then burn it. And one of the reasons for burning it is that especially if it's if it's toxic SHIT that you're letting go, that kind of transmutes it into the ethers. But also whether you're writing down new moon wishes or what you're letting go or this prayer or uh, request to the universe to help you solve a problem You know, the thing is that uh, by burning it, you um, kind of sever your attachment to it. And once you've severed your attachment to it, that's when things can start to go your way so i'm sorry a little bit all over the place this week i hope you're going to get something good out of it do try one or both of the little ritual ideas that i've given you remember it's all about raising your vibration remember we're in the waning cycle of the moon so it's time to just let go of all the negativity ahead of the new moon manifesting we'll be doing quite soon and i'm going to say have a beautiful week and i will speak to you next week thanks for tuning in I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you'd like to stay updated with the moon and moonology and astrology and all the other things we cover, be sure to subscribe to the podcast via Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You'll be notified whenever a new episode is up. Also, it would mean a lot to me and my team if you could leave us a glowing five-star review on your podcast platform of choice, please. That actually helps more people find us too, which spreads the love and surely also brings you amazing karma for taking a moment to help us out and to help other people find the podcast. Have a great week and I hope to speak to you next week. Lots of love. Thank you for listening to the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you want to take moonology to the next level and manifest the life of your dreams, join our growing community of magical people who come together to lift each other up as we meditate, manifest, and reclaim the magic that has been inside us all along. Head over to mainlymoonologymembership.com and awaken your true powers.